I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting, Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis. He's the win, and nobody beats him. This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 91, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different name for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's your wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, once again on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Mat Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object, the nighttime sniffly, sneezing, aching, coffee, stuffy head fever, in the throes of a cold, kingpin, Brian Malonis. Hey, Mike, what's going on? <laughs> you sound like a million bucks, kid. <laughs> I'm battling here, buddy. I'm playing injured. <laughs> You're playing injured. Is it because of uh, the battle you had on Friday night that I was witness to? It is not. It's because I got two uh, germ-carrying, disgusting little children that live with me who wipe their <laughs> boogers and drool all over everything. That is a, a very appealing phrase right there. Consider that some free birth control, buddy. <laughs> well, Kingpin, uh, before you were really in the throes of this uh, sickness, you participated in chaotic wrestling this past Friday night, the first of the new era with Brian Fury at the helm of chaotic wrestling. Is that E-R-R-O-R, Mike? <laughs> that uh, remains to be seen. Remains to be seen, but I was there as well, participating as the referee of Pandemonium, the big six-man, now seven-man match that was the main event of this past Friday's event, and you were the first participant announced in that match, and you came out first. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. And we had a nice, we had a nice interaction in the ring. Well, you were very uncomfortable that I acknowledged... Um I acknowledge the podcast. I wore the shirt out. I wore the curtain jerker shirt out. You got very uncomfortable. Well, I'm the authority figure in this match, and you acknowledging the fact that perhaps, I mean, on occasion, we tolerate each other. That's, uh, I don't know, you're breaking the fourth wall there. Mike, we're the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting. How could we not acknowledge it? Well, yes, and I guess you can get your own curtain jerker t-shirt we should mention at prowrestlingtees.com slash newageinsiders, or you can click the merch button at vwpan.com so you too can be uncomfortable wearing your curtain jerker t-shirt. But it was a fun event, and uh, I did not get blown up Mike Mills. I was fine, partially due to the fact that there are very little rules in this match to be enforced, so I was just sitting back and watching all the mayhem happen. Would you say that you were uh, standing there with your dick in your hand? <laughs> maybe on occasion. Maybe. <laughs> I guess no, you could no say different, that. No different from your normal Friday nights. 
<laughs> oh, you son of a gun. And the man of the hour on Friday was our friend Warbeard Hansen, formerly known as Handsome Johnny, formerly known as the Duke of Elegance, Todd Hansen, the brand new bad, so many more. But Warbeard Hansen uh, said farewell after the Pandemonium match on Friday night, and he's off to parts unknown, I guess. <laughs> sure. Is that what we're saying? I guess. Are you wondering what's next for him, <laughs> Mike? I, I certainly am. You never know where this guy could turn up, and it's a tremendous story, and I really encourage people to go back and listen to the two-part interview we did very early on this podcast. I believe it was episodes eight and nine, or it might be nine and ten, but very early on on the wrestling podcast about nothing, we talked about Todd's story and just everything he's been through, the injuries, the long drives, the being turned away by WWE on a couple of occasions. It's just a great story because now he is going somewhere that he's probably wanted to go for a very long time. Yeah, I saw you getting all emotional and sappy. <laughs> Not you, though, Kingpin. You're a statue out there. I'm a rock, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, both of us are blubbering like a couple of idiots. Uh, <laughs> very happy for our friend Todd. Yes, it was a wonderful night, wonderful evening. Well, mostly wonderful evening. <laughs> okay. Well, Maybe, if you maybe th- we'll get into it in a little bit. Uh-oh. Well, if you weren't there for it, uh, you can see videos on the Chaotic Wrestling website or uh, at Chaotic Wrestling on Twitter or Chaotic Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, a lot of little videos from the evening, and you can see Todd's farewell speech. Some really good stuff. He really spoke from the heart, and I really, uh, really got me where it hurt. <laughs> so uh, congratulations to Todd, and good luck in all of his future endeavors. And... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's watch the terminology there. Oh, yes. Maybe maybe, maybe I shouldn't use that exact uh, phrasing. But speaking of endeavors, you have an endeavor coming up next month, February 19th, 2018. It's going to be Uncivil War 2. Old school versus new school. Mike Mills from Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast returns to the wrestling podcast about nothing for the second big debate in our history, a lot of controversy coming out of the first one, which is almost exactly one year to the date that this one will occur. But uh, Kingpin, how are you feeling about this second debate on Civil War II coming in a little over a month? I won the first one in a blowout. Uh, no doubt win the second one in a blowout. I'm sure his, uh, his brother in misery, Mr. Jim Cornette, will prep him for all his modern wrestling hating goodness. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll have to find out. We'll have to find out in one month. That's February 19th, 2018, Uncivil War 2, coming soon to the wrestling podcast about nothing. And we were talking about booking the territory. How about the other classic wrestling podcast that we're big fans of? Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Last Thursday, they did their Raw 25th Anniversary Special and uh, the first appearance of the Kingpin on that program. Probably their highest downloaded episode of all time, no doubt. I guess so, and they saved us for the very end. They really built up to it. It was really nice. Oh, I'm a main event everywhere I go, Mike. 
<laughs> that is true. That is true. So, yes, uh, I joined the Kingpin. Both of us were on the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. This is the Thursday Raw 25th Anniversary Special. Make sure you check that out on the Our Vantage Point feed. And, of course, you should be subscribed to those guys. Love Joe and Quinn. Thanks very much for having us on last week. And uh, continued success to the Our Vantage Point guys. And uh, a lot of successful podcasts over on the Putting Over Podcasts Facebook group. Make sure you find that on Facebook. Join, even if you're a listener, just a fan. I mean, not, I shouldn't say just a fan, but if you're a fan of pro wrestling podcasts, there's a whole bunch of uh, other fans in there. There's a whole bunch of other podcasters in there. We're all talking about pro wrestling talk. So join the Putting Over Podcasts Facebook group. You can go to facebook.com slash putting over podcasts or just search putting over podcasts on facebook to find us and join and of course i mentioned hey, once hey, again Mike, speaking of speaking of other podcasts did you see pd winson at chaotic wrestling friday night i didn't you saw him yeah i did he stopped by my merch table he didn't buy anything but he stopped by <laughs> well you know us podcasters we're not exactly rolling in the dough not yet anyways speak for yourself Oh, pardon me. Uh, oh, it's good. I, yeah, I was backstage. I was doing what now, I was what, supposed to do. What did you get do. Friday night, Mike? Did you get a, a hot dog and a handshake? Maybe. I got some popcorn. I'll say that. It's very nice. <laughs> wow, a good payday. <laughs> it's better than I've got at some points. But uh, thank you very much uh, to Brian Fury for having me at Chaotic Wrestling this past Friday night. Oh, boy. Here we go. Suck it <laughs> up to the new owner. <laughs> Guy wants back in to be the senior official worse than anything. And we might have him on very shortly on the podcast because, you know, why not? You scrub my back, I'll scrub yours. There may be a subject uh, that you're covering coming up that I might refrain from. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Get ready for it, folks. Strap in. The kingpin is all uh, politically correct these days. My goodness. I am a public figure in the wrestling world. I have to be very careful. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, we're going to be discussing the topic you voted for at the WPAN on Twitter. Yes, we're still doing that from the Thursday episodes, the old Thursday shows. We're once a month going to do the topic that you vote for on Twitter, so make sure you are following us at the WPAN. So we're going to be talking about the topic you picked, plus the Wrestling News Gauntlet returns, your promo about nothing coming up, and a whole lot more. But first, Kingpin, Festivus. It's not just a date on the calendar here at the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. It lives in our hearts every single day, 24-7, 365, as the kids say. So it's not just for December 23rd. It's a Festivus for the rest of the year, too. So for that reason, here on the WPAN, we are airing our grievances each and every week. And now you're going to hear about it. And uh, let me kick this off this week. My grievance is with one person who was in attendance this past Friday night at Chaotic Wrestling in Woburn, Massachusetts. My supreme rival, Stephen Page. Try as I could to ignore the cat calls, the, the yelling, the screaming, the negative energy coming from this young gentleman. I could not. He was yelling, Crockett sucks, getting the fans to all give me grief. I did not enjoy it. It was not a good way to come back to the wrestling ring, to come back to chaotic wrestling. It really dampened my spirits, might I say. So, Stephen Page, go jump in a lake. Goodness. Aren't you the one that normally gives me crap for uh, turning away our listeners? 
Well, <laughs> I think Steven, I think he, he will enjoy this very much. He's reveling, I, I assume, right now that he's getting this publicity here on this podcast, and he's just salivating at the thought of me coming back to Celtic Wrestling again so we can do it next month. Steven, congratulations to you on uh, completely owning Mike Crockett and occupying space in his brain. <laughs> All right, Kingpin, you have a grievance this week? Oh, oh. Mike, I'm not sure you want to ask that question right now, buddy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because I, I got a grievance. This is also regarding one person in attendance uh, Friday night at Chaotic Wrestling. Uh, it's a person that uh, I thought I knew. It's a person that I thought I could trust. Uh, it's the person who I'm recording this podcast with right now. My grievance is with you, Mike Crockett. Oh, <laughs> uh, what did I do? In an effort to overcompensate for my display and a wink and a nod to the podcast. That miscarriage of justice, that fast count what? that you unleashed there on my elimination, you should be investigated, you should be barred by the Massachusetts State Athletic Commission from ever participating as an official again. I don't know if somebody greased your palm or if you just took out some aggression on me, uh, but that was a disgusting display of bias, and you should never be allowed to referee again if I had my druthers. Huh. Yeah, you suck. You suck, pal. <laughs> well, uh, are you saying that you were you would have been able to kick out from what was it a, a super kick? It was some other move, and then you took a a scissors kick off the top rope. Are you saying that you would have powered out of that had I only counted slightly slower? Of course, I would have. You, that oh, was the fastest me. count I think I've ever seen in my life. I didn't even see you kick out at you know after three. Well, what's the point after the after your hand <laughs> hits the mat three times? <laughs> Oh, Kingpin. All right. Well, you and Steven in the same boat. You both have negative energy towards uh, a chaotic original. Yeah, well, you're a shoddy official. All right. You're a second-rate person and a third-rate referee. Wow. Wow, that is... My goodness. Let's move on. Oh, now I'm down in the dumps. I don't even want to go on. <laughs> But we will. We will trudge on here on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. And you voted on Twitter at the WPAN. And the winning topic this week is worst Royal Rumble surprise. Of course, the Rumble coming up in just a couple weeks, Sunday, the 28th of January. There have been some great surprises. We talked about them on an episode last year on the uh, old BDA Radio Thursday podcast for best Royal Rumble surprises. But let's go the other end of the spectrum. Actually, on this poll, uh, they were all the worst of something, Kingpin. I figured, give the people what they want. Negativity. <laughs> exactly. Just just like, I, just like I said to you uh, this past week concerning something, Mike, you can find negativity in anything if you look hard enough. I just figured, just like, you know, steer into it, you know? All right, worst... Royal Rumble surprises. Why don't I kick us off, Brian? A couple of these that I have here are a little bit off the beaten path. Things that you probably don't have on your list. But I will say, one of the worst Royal Rumble surprises, just based on the scenario overall. We've talked about this a couple of times in this podcast. I will say... The year is 2014, and everyone was expecting a certain person to participate in the Royal Rumble to perhaps win the Rumble match, but instead, 
the final person to enter the 2014 Royal Rumble was Rey Mysterio, not Daniel Bryan. And that, due to the fact that everyone was looking to see Daniel Bryan participate in this match, he did not participate. The final entrant was Rey Mysterio, one of the worst Royal Rumble surprises just due to that whole that whole murky thing that was going on at that time in the WWE. You know what I love about you, Mike? You're always the first to criticize the internet fans and all that good stuff. And then secretly here, not so secretly, you reveal your true colors as maybe like the worst of the internet complaining fans. I'm just saying what a lot of people were thinking, Kingpin. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with them. I'm not saying if I was there in the crowd, I would have booed mercilessly the beloved Rey Mysterio. But, I mean, this was the overall opinion of wrestling fans, that it was a terrible surprise because they wanted to see Daniel Bryan in that spot. Yeah. Hogwash crybabies. <laughs> he wasn't announced for the like, but that that shouldn't have been a surprise. There was one spot left. Rey Mysterio had been announced for the Rumble. It wasn't a surprise at all that it was Rey Mysterio that came out. That's he was literally the last guy that hadn't come in that's been announced. Uh, all right, Kingpin. Why don't you uh, school me here? Give me one of your worst Royal Rumble surprises. <laughs> well, Mike, this one here it, it involves two Hall of Famers. Uh, it involves two of the all-time greats, but at the time that it happened, uh, maybe a couple of guys that you just didn't want to see get in the ring anymore and, and, and go. Uh, I'm talking about 2008. I'm talking about the Superfly Jimmy Snuka and Rowdy Roddy Piper, uh, who in their primes would have been fantastic as surprises, but to see them in the, in the shape they were in at that point in time, it was kind of sad. I like Snuka. Piper is one of my absolute all-time favorites, so it pains me to say it a little bit, but sometimes you don't need to see legends who are a shell of themselves go out there, you know, and and, and mix it up. Sometimes just a a wave to the crowd is is all you need just to just to see them again. I did not enjoy this one, and 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 really just again because of the the shape they were in uh, and the point they were at in their lives. Horrible surprises. What do you, what say you, Michael? <laughs> Uh, in some ways, I think the Rumble is a good way to bring someone back for a one-shot appearance, but these two were, yeah, they were up there in age, especially Snooka was, you know, not, of course, obviously the person that he was, and with guys like that, you worry about them having to be eliminated. I remember at the Gimmick Battle Royal, they didn't want to eliminate the Iron Sheik because they... He hadn't ended up winning because, you know, they were afraid of what would happen when he tumbled over the top rope and hit the floor. And that's kind of how I felt with Rowdy Roddy Piper and especially with Jimmy Superfly Snooka, who was, you know, not in great shape at this point in his life. Uh, but, yeah, I have to concur with you on this, that Snooka, Piper, probably not the greatest spot to have them make a cameo appearance for WWE. Well, you actually agreed with one of my opinions? Yeah. It's different. We like to uh, mix it up every now and then. Good for us. Uh, how about another returning legend that didn't really amount to much? 2001, the Honky Tonk Man made his return to WWE in the Royal Rumble, and he came out there and 
he did much like he does on the indies these days. He comes out and he grabs the microphone and sings his song <laughs> with his guitar. And the WCW version? <laughs> no, not the WCW song. No. <laughs> we talked about that on a podcast. You can go and check out. You can find it at the WPAN.com, perhaps. It is the worst entrance themes. That is the podcast that we did quite a while back to check out the Honky Talk Man WCW theme. But no, it was the original Honky Talk Man. He's cool. He's cocky. He's bad. And he came out. He sang it. And then Kane came out and he, they attempted to uh, do a little something together, but that didn't last long. And the Honky Talk Man was ceremoniously or unceremoniously, I should say, dumped from the match. Kind of a, uh, a, a little fun spot, I guess, but a little, a little hokey. And it's not quite the fit that I enjoy for the Royal Rumble. I uh, I agree, buddy. I I think back to some of the legends that have come back that are good ones, like uh, Mr. Perfect or even Tatanka, who are guys who could still go. But you know, the Royal Rumble is supposed to be, a, and I like this. I like the surprise entrance, but it should be guys who could still, in theory, you know, be a threat if they were to win the Rumble. Um, I don't like the ones that are jokey or just like, all right, this guy is 60 years old. He's What is he doing? Yeah, at the end of the day, the entire match is supposed to be about the winner receiving a championship match at WrestleMania. Do you think that Jimmy Snuka is going to challenge... Brock Lesnar, whoever's the champion at the time at WrestleMania. It's, yeah, at the end of the day, you're looking for guys that can compete at the highest level, even though sometimes, obviously, a lot of the times we're going to get into it here. We're going to continue to get into it. Uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen. Mike, speaking of guys who could go on to main event WrestleMania, we could talk about the next one on my list. All right. 2001, Drew Carey. What screams WrestleMania main event more than Drew Carey? That would put butts in seats. Drew, are you kidding me with this? Drew Carey comes out acting like a acting like a damn fool, and <laughs> and then eliminates himself. He's in like what, like a friggin' tracksuit, like awful. yeah, absolutely awful, making a complete mockery of something. Again, that's supposed to be about going to the main event of WrestleMania. But I like, I did like how he offered Kane a couple bucks to uh, not beat him up. Oh, that was that was nice of him. <laughs> but yes he did eliminate himself and it was all because there was like a whose line is it anyway pay-per-view or something like that coming up yeah and you know who i blame for stuff like that you and the jamie jamie kowskis of the world who like that garbage show <laughs> i'm sure it was a great show i didn't actually get that pay-per-view but i'm sure it was a fun time I'm sure it was not. I'm sure it was just as dumb as the television show is. <laughs> All right. How about this team? These two guys who appeared in the 1996 Royal Rumble. Uh, they had a very brief run in the WWF. Uh, how about the squat team? So are these, are these the big fat guys? Yeah, the headhunters. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't remember these guys? No, I, I did. I, I vaguely remember them. I don't. I don't. I mean, I remember them being in the match, but I couldn't tell you what they did in it. I'm sure nothing. No, yes, no one could tell you what they did in it because it was. Yeah, it was indeed. Uh, they were in there for a couple minutes and eliminated rather quickly. Not the way you want to debut in a Royal Rumble. And let's just say overall, 
the Royal Rumble is probably not the best way to make your debut unless you're going to win it at the end. I remember last year, uh, everyone was looking for Samoa Joe to make his debut in the Royal Rumble. And at the end of the day, that wouldn't have been the best spot for him unless he was going to win and go on to WrestleMania. It's always weird when someone debuts in the Rumble because at some point they have to get thrown over the top rope and eliminated from the match. This is true. I I, I agree. I, I think... Yeah, debuts in the Rumble. I mean, unless you have some sort of crazy spot where they get taken out, or um, but I, I guess we can sort of move on to the next one. I, I don't know how, how. I don't know even remember if he was a surprise or not. But the one that comes to mind is Rusev and his debut in, in the Royal Rumble, and how forgettable that was. I think that was a surprise. Yeah, of course, guys from NXT coming up. Um, they get their first shot. I know Bo Dallas. The same thing happened where he came up and was in the match for a little while and eliminated and. Went back to NXT. On the flip side of that, though, is you don't have to win to have a good spot. Like Ty Dillinger last year was the the tenth entrant. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I mean, I'll I'll give you I'll give you that. It's not it's not make or break if you win the thing. But yeah, you have to have a good showing. Something memorable happen when you're in there if you're going to debut at the Royal Rumble. Otherwise, I would say it's best not to make your debut in a Royal Rumble. How about this? Kingpin. We're getting kind of down to the nitty gritty here. We're getting close to naming our number one worst Royal Rumble surprise. Here's something that I will bring up. It's not a surprise entrant, but it was a surprise and not a good surprise in my book. Vince McMahon winning the Royal Rumble in 1999. What do you think? I mean, uh, well, you know, I hate what I hated about it was the fact that he wasn't in the match for like the entire thing. Yeah, he was out on the floor. He was doing commentary. Uh, he was anywhere but participating in the bout until the very end when it was stone cold left in the ring. And yeah, that's what happened. He dumped him unceremoniously. And now we had Vince McMahon going on to compete at WrestleMania, right? I don't think it happened that way, but you know. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It's part of that whole Austin McMahon feud. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I, I agree. It always... Anytime like that and then when Vince won the WWF title, things like that just feel weird to me. All right. What else do you got, Kingpin? We're getting uh, down to the brass tacks here. Yeah, I, I just got one more I want to mention because I think, I think I had the unfortunate luck of getting this person in our gambling. Uh, uh, you mean our, our, fun, our fun pool where no money is on the yes. line? Cheetos. We put up Cheetos. <laughs> yes. Um, El Torito in 2014. That one was just, and again, that, that, that's more just because that one hits a little close to home. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I got stuck with El Torito when he came out, and just silly, just absolutely silly. And I'm not one of these guys that, again, wrestling can't be fun, but I don't know. I have great memories of that, Brian. I have great memories of just laughing, guffawing uproariously uh, or watching the show when you got El Torito in the uh, pool. That was a great moment in my book. You laughing at the misfortune of others. Weird. (laughs) All right. Are we ready to wrap this thing up here? Jesus. Well, before we get to my number one, let me just say one more. 2012 was the year. The Royal Rumble 2012 Three spots in the Rumble were taken by Booker T, who was retired and doing the commentary on that show, Jerry Lawler, also commenting on that show, and Michael Cole, 
was an entrant in the Royal Rumble 2012. The entire announced team of the show ended up at certain points getting in the ring and participating in the match. Three spots in the Royal Rumble that could have gone to, you know, undercard guys went to Booker T, Jerry Lawler, and worst of all, Michael Cole. Yes, Michael Cole competed in a Royal Rumble. Yeah, and that's why that was my number one worst entrant of all time, Mike, you piece of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Always. Well, I'll just continue to elaborate on it. That was part of being subject to just a horrendous freaking storyline that culminated with a match at WrestleMania. Jerry Lawler's one match at WrestleMania is against Michael Cole. Because that's what we needed at that time. We needed a freaking Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole feud, and taking you know one of the guys you know out of the Royal Rumble to put in Michael Cole, who's not a trained wrestler, who at that point was really out of shape and just a complete buffoon. That storyline is one of the worst storylines they have had in my entire wrestling fandom. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's horrendous and. Uh, it's so dumb that Michael Cole got us again. You're making a mockery of, and again, I'm not again. I'm not a suck the fun out of wrestling sort of guy, but you're making a mockery out of something that is supposed to be for a shot to go to main event WrestleMania. So yeah, f that garbage. The worst entrant of all time in Royal Rumble history. The worst surprise, Michael Cole. Yeah, I mean the feuds are supposed to happen in the ring. And the worst thing is a feud in the announce booth, just bickering back and forth every week leading up to WrestleMania for, you know, two or three hours, whatever it was at this point. And yeah, that was a dark period in announcing a dark period in WWE. Michael Cole participating in the Royal Rumble was the beginning of that whole uh, terribleness. And sorry there, Kingpin, for taking your number one there. That wasn't even my number one. (laughs) You better come up with something good. Well, my number one, once again, something that it wasn't a surprise entrant, but it was a surprising moment and got me perhaps the biggest laugh of my entire life. Uh, that is when, <laughs> that is when it, it also involves Vince McMahon. When Vince McMahon came down to the ring at the Royal Rumble 2005, when there was a disputed finish, Batista and John Cena both tumbled out of the ring at the same time. If you uh, listen to the behind the scenes DVD stuff of that, Batista was supposed to win, but he slipped, he let go of the ropes, and he ended up being eliminated. So they had no finish for this rumble. So Vince comes out, storming out, throws his jacket on the ground as he's charging, as he's marching down to the ring. He goes to slide in, nails both of his quads against the apron, gets in the ring, goes to stand he cannot so he is sitting on his ass against the ropes yelling at everyone participating in the match the two referees at john cena at batista sitting on his ass just giving them the bad mouth pointing his finger at them uh, i mean the, uh, a gentleman uh, was very injured on a spot but just the entire scenario just the entire just looking at the whole scene of vince sitting down pointing up yelling at everyone that uh, that was 
to me. Uh, I'm sorry to say, I hope Vince isn't listening, but uh, the, one of the most hilarious moments of my pro wrestling fandom, Vince blowing out his quads in 2005. It sounds a little sadistic. It sounds a little dark on my part, but that was one of my uh, maybe it should have been on my favorite list my favorite Royal Rumble surprises but it was a terrible surprise for Vince McMahon to blow out both of his quads when he was just sliding into the ring to kind of make sense of a blown finish at the Royal Rumble 2005 I should have known being the despicable <laughs> you know, despicable human being that you are I should have, I should have known yeah <laughs> but I gotta say that shit was funny <laughs> it was amazing if you haven't seen that Mike, go back say, and check it that out right there's funny right <laughs> i don't care what you say that's funny uh, <laughs> all right so that is uh, my worst royal rumble surprise what is your worst royal rumble surprise you the listener let us know we want your feedback tweet us at the wpan on twitter with your take on this week's episode your thoughts your worst royal rumble surprise use the hashtag wpan so we can respond to you at the WPAN on Twitter. And also, folks, we want to hear from you. It's been a little while. We want to hear voicemails. Call in. We'll play your voicemail on this podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Let us know your worst Royal Rumble surprise. Let us know if you were in attendance this past Friday night in Woburn. Let us know what you thought of the show. Let us know what you thought of us. Just talk to us. Let us know. We'll play it on this podcast. We really appreciate your contributions. Call right now before you forget. 401-584-9726. All right. It is time to run through the wrestling news gauntlet. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Broken Deal Arranged? Yes, this past week, Matt Hardy tweeted a photo of himself with Ed Nordholm from Anthem Sports and Entertainment, acknowledging that a pact was reached, I, th- I guess leading to Matt's awakening in WWE. But what's really woke is BDARadio.com, the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. BDARadio.com is wonderful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. All right, Kingpin, it is time for the Wrestling News Gauntlet. We talk about a number of stories that have been going on in wrestling the past few weeks and get our takes on each and every one. First things first, Kingpin, is something that broke uh, this past Friday that has not been confirmed by the party or by the promotion, but out there via PW Insider is that 
Paige is going to be forced to retire due to her uh, injuries sustained. Uh, she well, she had a long-standing neck injury that kept her out for a while, but it is an injury that was re-aggravated recently on a uh, house show. And Paige, what they're saying is that uh, she's not going to be allowed to wrestle anymore. Her career is over. And a uh, tough thing to hear. As I said, once again, has not been confirmed by Paige or by WWE. Your thoughts on Paige being a uh, forced to retire here it's really it's really too bad if uh you know if, if it's true obviously she is supremely talented and very young still so you never want to see somebody sustain a career-ending injury so it's just it's just you know it's really too bad um i've seen some of the crazy reaction online to it about how the injury happened and the manner it happened in and also going to say to to some of the people that are that are going crazy online about it and i guess i'm a little bit biased in the situation because it involves somebody uh that we know um, yes but a lot of you don't really know your ass from your elbow what you're talking about every time each of us steps in the ring it's it's very dangerous every match could be your last uh, essentially uh and and unfortunately shit happens sometimes and so pump the brakes on some of the silly rhetoric over how she got hurt and you know it's unfortunate, but at the same time, I, I think just understand that every every time any wrestler steps into the ring, that 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 could be it. Yeah, there are freak things that have occurred over the, you know, the, over the history of of wrestling. That yeah, you can't put the blame on any one person. Like you think of uh, Samoa Joe and Tyson Kidd, just a freak accident. I mean, how many times has Samoa Joe done that muscle buster? to how many people and it just I, I think he had a pre-existing condition and something happened and now you know TJ Wilson has a neck injury and it doesn't look like he's going to return to the ring I think he has a backstage role at WWE now but just something that a freak accident and of course you think of one of the most uh, famous ones was D'Lo Brown with draws I mean that one turned out probably you know the worst you could ever imagine uh you know aside from death but uh, it, he was it was just a freak accident something that has happened a million times and i guess it's good that they know that there's something wrong with Paige. that if she were to take another bad bump then it could be a lot worse so they're doing their best to protect these talents these days to make sure that they are not going to end up like someone like draws and it's for her own good if i mean like i said if this is the true story if this is what is uh what she's being told I mean, and also to understand that WWE has the has the hardest threshold of any of any professional wrestling company in the world to get cleared for so understand there there are there are folks out there that you watch each and every weekend wrestle that would not be cleared to wrestle for WWE like there are there are people that you see wrestle every single week that that they would not clear. They have a really high threshold, and, and they and the reason that is it's twofold. One, they obviously have a concern for their performers, uh, and two, they're a large corporation that doesn't want to get sued, so uh, they're going to make extra sure that that people are safe and nothing can happen to them, um, and try to mitigate as much risk as possible. 
Okay, so Paige will not be participating in the upcoming Women's Royal Rumble. We haven't talked about this yet, Kingpin. The fact that the Royal Rumble, there would not just be a Royal Rumble for the men, there will also be a Rumble for the women. The first time, of course, in WWE history. A lot of firsts these past few years for the women, and that's a great thing. The Women's Royal Rumble for the first time coming up in just a couple weeks. What do you think about that? It's good for them, I guess. It's, you know, it, it's, yeah, sure. It's good. It's great. <laughs> what's what's going on here, Brian? What, what, there's a, a big pause there, and then you just said a couple words. Everything okay? Yeah, I'm good. I have a, I have a sore throat. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, so let's move on to this proposed match for WrestleMania 34. I, I can't believe this. John Cena... Versus The Undertaker. That is the rumor for this year's WrestleMania in New Orleans. The Undertaker returning once again after having the greatest send-off twice. He has he has had two amazing send-offs. First, the one with the second Triple H match with The Undertaker, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels all walking out arm-in-arm. Just three pals, three guys who have been through the wars together, just leaving all together. That was a great ending for The Undertaker's career. Then he comes back. Okay, he comes back. This past year, he leaves his gear in the ring, takes the hat off, leaves it all in the pile in the ring, and leaves... And they're talking about it coming back again for WrestleMania 34. How do you have two perfect storybook endings and then want to come back and do it again at WrestleMania 34? The Undertaker versus John Cena. That is the rumor for this year's WrestleMania. Kingpin, your thoughts? Uh, I don't really have a thought, Mike. I don't, I don't really have a thought on that. What's, what's going on here, Brian? What, what, what the hell is this? What do you mean? The Undertaker versus John Cena, WrestleMania. What do you think? Um, I, I think those are two wrestlers, and that's a that's an event that you just mentioned there. Oh my God! What? what? <sighs> oh, oh, I get this. You said you said you're a, you're a wrestling celebrity these days. I said a public figure, Mike. Oh, I public. public fi- oh my God. Okay, can you talk about Cody Rhodes, your good friend? You said uh, that you have uh, bonded now with young Cody, the American Nightmare. He announced on September 1st, All In, which we all assume is this big event that they said, uh, the Cody and the Young Bucks said, that they were going to put on themselves. They were going to prove to themselves and to everyone that they could fill a 10,000-seat arena. And I guess it's going to happen September 1st. It looks like the event is called All In. There were announcements on Twitter this past week. So Cody Rhodes announces All In on September 1st. Kingpin, is it within yourself to speak about this upcoming event? Apparently, that's going to be a 10,000-seat arena all in on September 1st? Yeah, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I think it's great for wrestling. Stephen Amell from the show Arrow is involved uh, from the looks of it. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I think it's uh, continuing to just the momentum that has been built, you know, at this level of pro wrestling, and it just continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And these guys have already done the improbable, the, the young bucks I'm talking about here, and now with Cody involved and Stephen Amell, I... I think if they're setting out to fill a 10,000-seat arena, I'm not going to be the guy to doubt them. I think I think they'll do it. What do you think? I think so, especially, I mean, there are rumors that 
Daniel Bryan might be available, but I think he's not available to the end of that month. So I don't think he'll be there at that show. But yeah, there are lots of rumors of people that could be involved. And I think they will. I mean, they've got so much lead up time to build this thing up. I think they will do very well. It's rumored for either L.A. or Chicago, both to uh, big wrestling towns. So we'll see. I think they can do it. I think it's a good thing. Of course, Kenny Omega has been announced for that as well. I mean, I know you go first to Stephen Amell because you know, you're both public figures, yourself and Stephen Amell. But uh, all the Bullet Club, of course, announced. Uh, Kenny Omega, many others will be there for All In on September 1st. So something to keep our eye on as we go here in the months uh, to come on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Something else to keep our eye on is Impact Wrestling. Of course, the rumors of their demise greatly exaggerated many times uh, among wrestling fans. Don Callis and Scott Demore are now running the operations for Impact, basically taking over the day-to-day and the booking and all that. And they've done TV tapings this past week. A lot of news coming out there about Austin Aries participating on the show, some people leaving, including uh, Chris Masters. I think EC3 recently made his last appearance. Spoiler alert. So lots of changes going on on Impact Wrestling. And hopefully they'll finally take this in a different direction that you know, is an upward trajectory rather than the status quo or a downturn, Kingpin. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Impact Wrestling is a is a pro wrestling company, Mike, and Don Callis and Scott Demore are now the executives of it, and uh, you know, uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, you know, we'll see. Oh, Jesus Christ, this uh, this is painful, Kingpin. All right, one more, one more before we. What that was, I. I just gave you analysis there. I just yeah, talked about it. Repeated exactly what I said. You repeated the headline, and that was it. Well, so you can say it, and it's fine, and then I say it, and, and it's a problem? Well, I talked a little bit. I went a little more in-depth, Brian, on what's going on there. I'll give you something, Mike. Uh, I, Please. I think, the more, I think the more successful pro wrestling companies there are out there, the better for everybody. There you go. Hot take from Brian Malonis. <laughs> Hashtag hot take. Yes, finally, let's let's end this thing. Let's put a bullet in this segment. Chris Jericho sticking around New Japan after Wrestle Kingdom. A lot of a lot of conjecture that it was a one and done appearance for Chris Jericho when he put over Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 12. But no, the day after the New Year's Dash show at Kirken Hall. Jericho made an appearance. He attacked Naito, and it looks like Jericho versus Naito coming up at an upcoming show, perhaps the return to Long Beach. Uh, so Chris Jericho is not done with New Japan Pro Wrestling after Wrestle Kingdom. Did you end up seeing the Wrestle Kingdom show, Kingpin? I haven't fully watched it. No, it's on my it's on my DVR. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I intend to. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I just need to find the time to do it. Hey, maybe maybe tonight uh, might be the night to do it. But it looks like, first of all, I'm surprised you're not puffing your chest out a little bit here because uh, I thought that uh, Chris Jericho would for certain be, you know, going back to that other company and performing at their biggest show. But looks like you're right, buddy. It looks like you were correct in that that not happening. And I think it's it's wonderful that a guy with the name value of Chris Jericho is going to stick around New Japan, and who knows? I mean, do, do you see him maybe in the Ring of Honor or something like that? Or It's a great thing. I think, you know, if if New Japan and, and, and Ring of Honor and companies like that keep making the impact that they're, that they're making and it continues to grow and Chris Jericho is a part of that, you might, you might look at the Chris Jericho 
coming to New Japan as kind of a watershed moment in, in pro wrestling history. I agree. I'm sorry. I was just writing down the uh, time code of that compliment you gave me where you said uh, I was right. So I could pull that clip <laughs> later. Uh, yeah, Jericho, of course. Yeah, this is a big thing. This is, uh, this is big. Um, hopefully, maybe you'll see Chris Jericho backstage at a Ring of Honor event. Who knows? Now, you, you buried me before. Are you going to praise me for my analysis on this? Well, yeah, you did because he's loosely associated with the Ring of Honor, right? Very loosely. <laughs> Ring of Honor is going to be a part of the Chris Jericho cruise. Are you going to be on the cruise, by the way? <laughs> I, not, not as of this moment. <laughs> no. uh, man, you gotta got to work on that. I don't know. I think I'm all set. I'm all set with a cruise. I don't want to go on a cruise. No? It's a fun time. Cruise sounds terrifying. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that is the Wrestling News Gauntlet. And who knows if we're going to do this again with the uh, tight-lipped kingpin there, Brian Malonis. Let's talk about Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. We mentioned Mike Mills. He's coming back on this podcast in a little more than a month for Uncivil War 2. But check him out in the meantime on the Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast twice a week on Sundays and Thursdays on that feed. MikeMills.Podbean.com is the hub for all things Booking the Territory. And our vantage point, we mentioned them as well. This past Thursday, we were part of their podcast. Make sure you check them out every Monday. Our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast ovppodcast.com to hear them and of course we also mentioned little Petey Peter Winston from Greetings from Allentown his podcast is solo show each and every Thursday Greetings from Allentown is the name of the podcast make sure to check that out and finally the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason Stewart and a cast of characters over there all week long that feed is filled up with great content Make sure to subscribe to Rundown Wrestling Podcast. And, of course, we hope you will continue to listen to the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network all week long. Make sure you're subscribed and enjoy. All right, Kingpin, it is time for this week's promo about nothing. The year. Well, I think it's 1987, but it could also be 2002, Brian. Oh, no. Because it is Jim Crockett Promotions, the NWA, and it is the return to the promo about nothing of Sean Royal, Chris Champion, yes, all the way from the not-too-distant future, the new breed are back yes. on this week's promo about nothing. Okay, Jim. I want to thank the new breed for coming out here so I can stand behind somebody. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to give you guys the ultimate compliment. You do some moves I wish the Midnight Express had thought of, brother. You're great. You're fantastic. Well, maybe we can work something out and give them a little train in 2002 style. But sent us to the time space beam. We've got a little present here for everybody to see. So let's just listen to what my little baby here has to say. I'm XTC1. I've been beamed here from the year 2002 by way of a digital beam transport. My microcircuits have been programmed to assist the new breed in total destruction of the primitive Boogie Woogie Man, Lasertron, the reject robot, whose logic probe has been sent back to infantile, and the minute midget slave workers of 2002, the Rock and Roll Express. With my instruction and guidance, the new breed will tower over all who try to de-resolutionize them. The game grid is 
that to their advantage by my user from 2002. Beware. They have yet one more ultimate asset of you primitive animaloids. Me. XTC1. Wasn't that lovely? Well, there you have it, Chris. My goodness. I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, Crockett Promotion has finally went out and got him some comparable commentary. They finally got rid of Crockett, shipped him out. He's out sweeping, sweeping the floors out in the back somewhere. I saw him on the hallway walking in. Well, Boogie Woogie, Lasertron, and you Rock and Roll Express, you're all going to see 2002 style. And if you people don't like it, we'll see you, you next week on the Sunday edition of World Championship Wrestling. Yes, Brian, that was a show closer right there. That's how you end a show. You know, I dare I say XTC1 is the most charismatic, well-spoken <laughs> member of the new breed. What an addition. I think I think that, that this team might have a chance now to succeed, Mike, because they finally got somebody who can talk for them. No, I, I, Chris Champion isn't bad. Uh, Sean Royal is the one that's really uh, rough to listen to. But yes, uh, if you didn't see the video, you can see the video. There's a link to it in the description, or you can go to the WPAN.com. But... I timed this for a minute and 15 seconds of this promo. It was focused on a little plastic robot that they claim is from the year 2002, but it's actually, it was made by Radio Shack in the 80s. It was called Roby Senior. So this little robot, they you could put a cassette tape in and press play, and that is what they did. So they had for a minute and 15 seconds of their promo, it was focused on this little shitty plastic robot, and uh, no one knew what to do because the, uh, you see a guy walk by right in front of the camera as they're trying to shoot this robot. Uh, there was a little flub up there, but this thing went for 170 $79.99 in the 80s. Holy smokes. This piece of junk. <laughs> what a piece of junk. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you what do you think about the promo by XTC1? I told you it's better than anything I've seen from the new breed so far. Uh, especially is it Sean Royal, right? That's his name? Yes. Uh, especially any anything from Sean Royal. Good God. Uh, I mean <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just these guys are the gift that keeps on giving, and I'm glad they are they are in pro wrestling history. And a part of the wrestling podcast about nothing and the promo about nothing. So I yes, thought Chris Champion's uh, better bet would have been to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle rather than being the New Breed <laughs> or Yoshi Kwan. Excuse me. He was Yoshi Kwan. Do you remember him from WCW? No, not at all. He he played an Asian. I'm sure it uh, would not fly in this day and age. But yes, he played an Asian wrestler called Yoshi Kwan in WCW in the 90s. All right. So yes, <laughs> Chris Champion, uh, many facets to his career, and all of them are promo about nothing worthy. You've heard this. Yes, go back and see a minute and 15 seconds of this little shitty robot on your TV screen. Get the full picture. The link to the video is in the description of this episode, or as I mentioned, at the WPAN.com. All right, Kingpin, you are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And my friend, you, I am told, and I know, you got dates. I got dates, Mike. This weekend, actually, Saturday night, 
January the 20th, I'll be heading to Nashville, Tennessee, the Nashville Municipal Auditorium for Ring of Honor's international TV taping. And we can now talk about it, Mike. I'll be there in attendance with my new tag team partner, the Beer City Bruiser. Wow! How about it, buddy? How about it? We'll be there, of course, uh, in attendance, supporting the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, Silas Young. Tickets are still available, so if you're in the Nashville area or just feel like traveling to Nashville to go see some wrestling, go to ROHwrestling.com and uh, get yourself some tickets. All right. (laughs) And then, Mike, in the month of February, I'm returning to Chaotic Wrestling on February the 2nd uh, in Lowell, ChaoticWrestling.com, for ticket and card information. Not sure I can make it. (laughs) I'm sure you won't. You you had your one night out for the year. (laughs) February the... Still catching my breath, Kingpin. Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can tell all, the, all that hard work you put in. Right. <laughs> can I talk now? Because this is my segment. You had yes, your segment. Yes, you segments. may. Go ahead. Go all ahead. right. February the tenth, I heading back to your old stomping grounds, Hadley, Massachusetts, Western Mass, Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. I'll be teaming with Davy Ann to take on Skyler and Jeremy Leary, and then Mike, I return to Northeast Wrestling February the seventeenth in Bethany, Connecticut. Wow, you're all over the map, huh? Friggin' A, man. There may be some uh, some more additions in there by the time we record this podcast again. My goodness. Well, if you want hey, to what are you the- going to do next week, buddy? I'm in Nashville all weekend. <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. We'll have to see. We'll have to see on that. Well, if you want to book the Kingpin, keep him away even more so I can just get a new co-host. Why not? Email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net. Well, you, well, you, well, you've been kissing Brian Fury's ass enough. I'm sure he could slide right in for me. There you go. Or you can DM the Kingpin on Twitter at Brian Malonis. Yes. Get him away from me. Book the Kingpin. All right, Brian. We are back. I am anyway. I don't know about you. Next Monday for episode 92 of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. And it's been good talking to you. I hope you're you're feeling better. Thanks, buddy. I'm going to watch uh, some football today and get get some rest. All right. Well, good luck next week uh, in Nashville if we don't hear from you. Till next week, he is the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing.